Vacation time episode 54 coming in hot and live. The Brian Erlacher. We call it this everything. The Horace Grant, not the Kwame Brown trash, as usual, for the John Cena chain gang episode. Always coming with the hot mic and the hot take. We got our boy Teddy Luce always looking proud. You, what's good, everybody? Hope everybody's doing well. And Mr. Silkman himself always looking fresh with a nine <laughs> so- piece. We got Money <laughs> Mock always on the mic. Yes, sir, what it is. And Master Beardo always here looking fresh with a nice chocolatey and straight, shredding, smooth, silky beard as usual. It's Chips and Chris. The gang's all here. We back, y'all. Still canceled. Still not canceled. He said still (laughs) canceled. Still not canceled. Never lost. Now we we came back like at the right time because I remember like our first episode, it was around Mania season. Yeah. And kind of like this one, because they just announcing this a, a winner takes all. But um, before we get into wrestling, I just want to say it's good to be back recording with you guys. Like I know we took a little quick little break, but we back, y'all. Because we 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 here like we we was on a little hiatus, but then as everybody knows, like the the big the big the big news broke that a former VP from All Elite Wrestling decided he wanted to take his talents elsewhere. And that elsewhere might just be right back in Connecticut. Like that shit was crazy. I mean, we 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 don't know. Yeah, the, the, we, we, we the don't signs know. there. The signs were there. Who's to say? Who's to say it's not a work? We don't know. A lot of people. You said the signs was there. Yeah, I mean, they. It was reported last year. Um, you know that Cody and the Elite had feuds. You know, mm-hmm. but you know, everybody's like, yo, they doing on BTE still, so everything must be but as what Kenny Omega said after the Cody um quote unquote departure that they wasn't at they was more business friends than real friends. Mm. Real friends. How many of us? So that, that that's like some real cause the th- so if if he's saying shit like that. That kind of makes precedence that when Cody joined the Indies, they was just they just became buddy buddy with him, maybe just because of the buzz. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not for the love. When you say shit like that, I'm I don't think so. It could just it could be a lot of different things. It could honestly just be like, hey, we don't have that kind of relationship as we what we used to have before. And as long as it's like, hey, we became like really good business friends. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as at the end of the day, like everybody, everybody got a stable. We're friends. We're all chilling. There's nothing wrong with that. Like you got, you got work friends and you got outside friends. Like, you understand? Like, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. The business was still, was still smooth. Everything was running. There wasn't heat, you know, like backstage of like, yeah, this person is impossible to work with because at the end of the day, you really know, like you, if you, you got to think twice of who you go into business with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. You know, if it's something that 
Uncle Vince hasn't taught us. Um, but you know, we don't know the the actual parameters about the the situation. Yeah, it, yeah. It was just it was just very like, oh, damn, Kenny coming out. It's like that. Yeah, yeah. like that, like 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 that. Because everybody's still reeling from the news. Like you, like with the companies, were like two, three, 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 four years old now. Three yeah. years. They were, what like twenty nineteen. Yeah. So the, and he was at the introductory <laughs> press con. He was a former VP. Yeah. It was it was kind of like his baby. So for somebody to like jump started, even Mark Zuckerberg when he left Facebook, it wasn't like four years in. It was like after some time had passed. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we we definitely if anybody we did a poll pre Cody leaving, the first person to quote unquote jump ship. Definitely would have never been Cody, right? And our top yeah. <laughs> like we would have thought Jericho's going back for another last one at WWE or something or Hall of Fame or whatever the case where so they snagged one of the young ones, but we would never thought Cody. Um, especially because when his departure led to the company, right? He was the like, face, even though he wasn't the, the, the first person with the title, he was definitely the face of the company first coming in. He spearheaded uh, the whole thing with all in. He got all the guys. The, he was yeah. He was kind of like the the mouthpiece of AEW. Even when and also the, he had um, the, and the also Turner deal. They had the reality show. Then he has the show, the other show, the big big show. I was That's gonna all. say the one thing about Cody when he took the the leave absence from WWE, what what really like propelled them and kept them afloat was his namesake. Yeah, like. Uh, Rhodes and Flair, even if people don't watch wrestling, those are probably the most two synonymous up there with the Von Eric. So it's probably like the three biggest yeah. like wrestling names. Like, even if somebody don't they hear Rhodes, Flair, Von Eric, they're like, Oh, that's a wrestler. So, being the son of Co- of Dusty Rhodes, and people have mad immense respect for Dusty, even people who don't watch wrestling, they know about some Dusty Rhodes. No, it's the son. This is like wrestling royalties. So I was like, You know, we're gonna give him a chance. So, he wasn't gonna like. Like sink unless he was like horrible, so that kind of says. But that's a good point. See, the thing is also with this whole leaving and WWE thing. What is his deals with those TBS networks like? He still he yesterday he still was promoting the big big show. Yeah, because the, the thing is, if WWE signs him, if they bring if potentially if they bring him back into the fold, is that going to be point of because you know they like to keep deals on the wraps. You you know how WWE likes yeah. to like do their shit. Exclusive. Yeah. Like, do like, and then it's more telling because a lot of people said, you know, this could be a work, but Brandy left too. So it's not like, oh, Cody's just gonna leave for a while and Brandy's still gonna be here because she was an executive too. Well, you, you, and then everyone was talking like, oh, she was impossible to work with. She made everyone's life a living hell backstage. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, it's all speculation. I haven't heard shit. It, it, whether it's a work or not, I was just like, hey, we want to be able to throw some stuff out there and kind of raise some some eyebrows. Because it really came out of left field, but we all knew most of these guys that did sign, like everyone from Kenny, the Bucks, a couple of these people, the originals, the OGs from AEW really only signed like three-year deals with obviously the intent of like, hey, we're going to you know, we're 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 gonna we're here for like the long term. 
you know, kind of kind of like the like the baseball ideology now, like the showing that short term, long term money, but still, yeah, you can link up with a later contract and you not be burnt out. And then I'm hearing like, hey, his performer contract is up, but he still got stake in AEW. Like, I I don't know, I I, I don't know. Um, sometimes I just I just like to be fly on the wall on the wall, listen to what's what may or may not be going on, and try to just kind of still keep that element of surprise. I'm I'm still like that hopeful fan that just like I, I don't want to hear too much details unless it's too juicy enough. Whereas like I got I got to share it, I got to put it out. There. So I, <laughs> I still want I still want to be surprised. Yeah, because this was a, even when like people reported it, it was like oh like oh this because you know sometimes things leak, you might hear a little whisper. This just happened. Like they just put the statement out, and like people in AEW didn't even know that this happened. Probably besides, you know, Tony and Tony. Yeah. Like just little stuff like that. Just like we we don't know. Everyone was like, "Oh, he's gonna, he's already gonna go back to, um, to the WWE. He's been already in talks with them. Um, Vince has really huge plans for him coming to the summer. Like he's gonna get." pushed into a huge main <laughs> event. But I'm like, yo, we don't know anything. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, we don't know what's going on. He could take some downtime, whatever. We don't know yeah. what's going we, on. We don't, we don't know shit. Like, especially when, when stuff like, they, they we, we live in the, the internet world. We live in the reality area. Where it's like, you put out what you want to put out and have people speculate their own stuff. Like, I've never seen like, hey, I got to put on this huge press release Mm-hmm. And say why I'm 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 no longer going to be part of the company. Wish your 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 best endeavors. Like hey, I had a wonderful time, you know. But it's time to move on. And they're saying he wants to leave because he lost his booking ability. I'm like a lot of that stuff. Usually, if it's that bad, other people will you, you kind of start hearing rumblings. But it's literally just like locker room talk. We keep in this, we we keep in this hush and tight. But to put it out there, you have art. It's like, come on, like it's obviously not the truth. You got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I think, but I think um, a few months ago, the Tony Khan comments about where everybody's positioning was in the company and him definitely talking about the EPs, like, no, I'm running the ship. It mm-hmm. all goes through me. The rest of the guys, they doing TV stuff only. And that was that was really telling. Like that was letting everybody go. I'm the only one doing creative stuff back here. They do TV stuff. Yeah, because yeah, I think with Cody out of the elite, he seemed the most that wanted him to make that transition to be like kind of like a quasi Triple H. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a sense. Like they, they more like you said, we're not backstage, so they more they all might have the aspirations to like be the producer, run Gorilla, run creative and shit like that. But like I remember when they first started, they said that's something that Cody like took up. Like he wanted to be in Gorilla. He wanted to like hang in like business meetings, exec meetings. Wanted to, I guess, to be more than a wrestler. And Tony Khan was like, "Hey, hold up, bro." Well, that was his intent initially going in. Like it's like, yeah, I'll still be able to to do both. But Cody wanted, and I think he did have a really good um, eye and setting for it. It's like, my, I really want to be behind the scenes we don't even know sometimes i feel like this has come had came down to a little bit of like position and company but i feel like money money i feel like money is like 
sixty percent of this. Yeah, there was there was talks about that that he was apparently not gonna get the uh, the type of money that apparently Daniel um, Brian Danielson and CM Punk were were getting when they first came in. He said, "Well, I want to be able to have that type of pull, that type of money." Like with you know with these guys, and it's just like, is that really the case? I've never heard of someone like Cody ever, you know, talk about money. I think yeah. I think it's more of um, also like not necessarily the number, but just the status of like I'm an executive, I'm your guy that's doing all the. I've been here. Shows. I've been here, like we said, since the introductory press conference. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm the one that's out here, like doing all of this, and. I want to get paid as such. But I, I think what the same thing too with Tony Khan, because people, I don't know, I feel like Steve Cohn may, he may have the ability to do that. We'll see that. But people think Tony Khan can just buy everything. That nigga has a budget. But I think that's also in part Tony Khan talking a lot about, I got more money than Vince. I got more money than <laughs> when you talk, when you make that perception that it's about money, money, money. So when it comes to people want to cash money, in. Yeah, people gonna be like, okay, what's going on with the money? Especially <clears> with <throat> the whole WWE, you know, the budget cut thing. So now mm-hmm. you hear think about oh, they ain't come to terms because of a budget. It's like you wanna be able, you wanna be able to work where like, hey, these are our expenses. This is what we're trying to bring in in profits and revenue. It's like you got to look at the overall health of just like the company itself. Like people just think like, oh, it's just paying wrestlers. It's just like it's not only that. WWE is a nationally incorporated, traded, com- publicly traded company. It is. Um, like when you get to that point. You got to remember at this moment, it don't matter what the product is. It's all about dollars and cents. So you can have uh, and the shareholders and yeah, you know, like me included. Um, oh, you got some WWE? I got some, I, 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 you know what? You you a smart dude. That's some real shit because you go, you, I don't know, but if you go to events, you're paying yourself. Fuck it. I'm, I'm paying myself, but in reality, like there's a lot of the shit. Like if the shit ain't, if the shit ain't popping, like they don't, they don't give a shit. Like, like our whole point, you got a board. Is not just Vince. That people would think like, oh, Vince is, uh, you know, he. Why is he's not controlling this? Like, why is it we're not getting edgy program? Because a motherfuckers are soft as shit in today's age. But number two, like, there'll be times where you you'll get that call from one of the sponsors. And like, hey, you know, we ain't feeling this. Like, this is not what we. I was gonna say, um, Daniel Bryan when he choked um homeboy with Nexus. Yeah, and it was with um, you know, like it's just kind of like, uh, we 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 can't. And he got pressured. He was just like, yo, we kind of have to let you go. We'll bring you back, but we kind of yeah, we let to let the heat die down. We got to let the heat die down. But like, they asking for your head that you out here choking the announcer. <laughs> what a time. And it was crazy because, like, they kind of gave them, they gave Nexus, like, a bit of a free range, like, yo, just cause destruction. Brian was just like, yo, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this. He, he, he just forgot where he was at and, like, what, what, yeah. what, what God lines. Because he grew up, like us, like, new generation and attitude that range. So he was like, yeah, it's finally my moment. And then, you know, recent, you know that was just, like, recently that PG mandate kind of, like, yeah. So it wasn't like some stone cold, this is what we do. So he's like, ah, maybe I could bend it a little bit. They're like, ah. 
You know, Justin Roberts. Bro. Justin Roberts was was a uh, a troop. You know, he sold it. But they I think like, that seller. He was being choked with a tie. No, it wasn't a tie. It was the. Uh, it, I think it. I don't know if it was a tie or if it was like one of like the, uh, the little cable cables. Joints? I think it was like one of the cables that they you know were running stuff with, and I was like, yo, this is getting, this is getting wild. You know, like from like the camera cables. So like there was a lot, a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So you know when you do stuff like that. It, it it attracts people, so they're like, oh, you know, WWE's making. They made almost what is it a billion dollars? It's like, where's that coming? Like, yeah, we gotta pay motherfuckers. Like, and obviously the the song. I'm deal, about to say not even just the talent. They gotta pay the corporate people. They got a whole fucking building. They got a, they got a, they got a whole team. They're like, all right, where's this money? We made all this money. Like that's what shit is making yourself attractive. <clears throat> we don't know whether or not. Um, who the fuck they, you know, we, we don't know a, a lot of the back, you know, door stuff. Like everyone's like, oh, they released all this, all these people. And a lot of people are kind of like being pissed off, but look at it. Like the last like two years, basically between cope, between the pandemic and now mm-hmm. of all, like they've released probably over 180, you know, they talent. released literally about like three brands worth the talent. Like think about Maybe it. four. But then look at look at what they have now, and mother like no one's really getting. A lot of people were getting lost in the shuffle. A lot of it is creative, which I I do believe. That's why there hasn't been as much, you know, push for certain people. But there were people that I'm like, you know, this isn't this is not where we want to be able to to go this ain't working out for us like we're paying all these people at the same time i was gonna say they're paying all the people they know they're not gonna push like that's like they, they, like that's wasted money that's it, it kind of is like and they were they had a very they were very very below it and it was oh. just and it also came down to evaluation is like yo are we going to be able to do this people are also like hey i'm not getting i'm not getting pushed and i'm like i'm not getting this all right cool so we're gonna let you go in the next round and you go part ways like most people that have that ask for their release because they're getting burned. W is like, all right, cool. Like you helping us out. Like you making you don't want to be here. Like there's there's a lot of shit going on. Like obviously, even with the they've dismantled NXT. They they've they've dismantled Triple H's black. And I was gonna black. say like, that's also another been like with the with the with the um with the cuts has been. Some real Ooh. Game of Thrones, Triple H, Red Wedding shit. Like anybody that Triple H was like, I like you, I'm pushing you, or he yeah. had some interest with you, you are out the door because they they not fucking with Triple H right now. Yo, I don't know. Before, I don't before know. we jump into that real quick, yeah. Can we get our um the final thoughts on the the Cody thing? Um, um I, I think it's even wherever he goes, if he ends up in WWE, this is my dream. I hope WWE kind of keeps him. Like, spe- I hope WWE, if they do sign him, I I hope they let him maybe continue the Forbidden Door stuff, and maybe have him be like the WWE ambassador to like other promotions and shit like that. Because I feel like if Cody just stays on Raw and SmackDown, he'll just end up boring again. Like you're gonna be like, all right, we'll push him, or we'll have a a, a big program. And then after that, it's just like you're right, you're going down the pecking order. You're gonna be a solid mid Carter. Um, which is what I eventually, mean, which is funny because if you really look at it, Cody is really was a mid Carter. 
and hold on, before, and I yeah, it really is. Too, I was gonna say, Cole, I feel like Cody. I don't know who came up with that rule, but if he came with up, he kind of fucked himself with that. I'm not challenging for the world heavyweight title status in AEW. I think it was different. Like obviously, he made himself like a better and bigger name, especially when he went into like Ring of Honor. He did become the world champ. And he had the actual like ring of honor. Like there's, there is the, uh, hey, I could be a main eventer, but I, the way I look at it is like, I think Cody's a part time main eventer, if that makes sense. Like he's, no, he's definitely, he's, he's, he's not like a long term main event. No, like he's not, I don't think he's like that guy, but he's a guy that you want have. You want to have sniffing around in the the main event, yeah, just in case like emergency or if you so need somebody. So like you want him. So essentially, if he did sign WWE, you do like more of the edge deal, kind of like an edge deal. I would even say like uh, kind of like that that same role that Seth Rollins is in. He, like you, like you he, still protect him, but he's like you know he'll sniff around within that main event, top tier, mid card. You know, it's crazy. That's a lot of the people matches I've seen on the internet. Like, if he was to have a Mania match, they, they would want it to be against Seth. Yeah, or ideally if, you know, we don't know if somehow, <coughs> Vince, um, somehow, <laughs> you know, try killing off Triple... Because re- I'm still trying to wrap my head around the relationship between you know, WWE and Triple H. Like, ever, I feel like ever since he's you know, he had some some issues with you know the heart or not sure <laughs> they exactly. gave him the heart attack. They sent like, him in the office. They told him what the fuck was about to happen. I don't know. And he what? was like, "Nah, I can't take it." He was like, "Yo, Stephanie, call the hospital." <laughs> you, because I know Vince and them. They was like, "Look, Paul, I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. You're gonna go away for a little bit, and then while you're home, we're not even gonna tell you who's gonna release. Get released. You're just gonna just watch the news." Yo, like it's crazy because like. You know, Triple H is not one of these like, oh, I had a, I have a drug issue. I'm not healthy, and all, all of a sudden, like, yo, you, unless you want, we, we out here talk conspiracies. Oh, it's funny, I'm saying that, but like, oh, like he had some, some uh, reactions to, to the, to the COVID vaccine or some bullshit. Like, I don't know, but it's just, it, I find it still so fucking weird that they just completely was just like, no, this is not what we want to do. We're anything that Triple H touched anyone because he was building his brand not only for NXT but eventually to the, the future of the two the shows. Future, like, hey, you know, once it's like my time for me to really move into and start really overseeing, um, maybe both Raw and SmackDown because you know they've always been skeptic about Shane and really, it's not really Stephanie's, um thing to do that she's really like really good on the corporate behind the scenes scenes yeah, get that money get that corporate money baby you know so ideally we, we all like you know it's most likely triple h is going to be that person to really you know take over and he's grooming people he has and that shit got dismantled and it was like very clear that it was like oh we're not letting these people go like a lot of these people end up getting fucking washed, and a lot of people um, barely made. Very, very few people barely made that cut, like like a Finn Balor. But Finn, Finn right now is just kind of like he's almost like just putting guys over. He's kind of like a jobby mid at this moment. They said he took um, over the Jeff Hardy role. 
Yeah, same thing with like guys like uh, Kevin Owens, uh, Sandy Zane. Like these are guys. These were like NXT guys that ideally like oh, yeah. uh, Shinsuke is another one. Like these were people that were under the tutelage of you know Paul Levesque and his people. His people, like, and it's like you go up to the main roster and it's just like, oh, we we got nothing for you. We don't want to. We can push you up because you're up, but after that, like, if I don't feel like I I, I see main event money, then you know I'm not I'm not gonna push. And and people have, um, you know, people have suffered through. I don't know if we're we're kind of like skidding off, but like we just got, um, you know, Cesaro, who. You know, he's- oh, no, no. Before we go on that, I was going to say what you just said, like how yeah. NXT push up, like, call-ups would just go to the main roster. They'd be like, uh, what? Like, who is this? What? Like, and that's what I was saying, like, with Vince, even though it's sad to see Triple H get pushed out like this and what has happened. Massively pushed out. But the one pro silver lining that I did, when I've said this in a prior episode, is that Vince and whoever is running NXT now that also runs Raw, they know who is coming up now, and they know the character. Yeah. I kid you not, when some of these NXT call-ups got called up to Raw and SmackDown, Vince probably saw them for the first time. And they had no character. And, they, <laughs> and he's like, what? Oh, um, all right, I got to change this. But he knows a Braun Breaker. He knows a Tony D'Angelo. He knows the freaking Chase dude. He knows these people now. So when they do come up, he already knows where to put them. And it's just like you have the... I think they may have the I think the same writers are now been pushed into um NXT. And I and I like that. It's the synergy, and you can you kind of see that with AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler coming down. Because that's how you also know they wasn't fucking with Triple H. After whoa, the bump, after the no, we, we we don't we don't know that. We but hold on, no, T, I, hold on, see, I like what you're saying there. But let me let me make a, a question, a counter real quick. So with that being the case and I'm not really fucking with Triple H. Was it Triple H's job to go like, oh, all right, do I let this ride out like he did? Or, you know, bring to the table, like, what do y'all want going forward with my my? They my wanted Triple H to snuff out AEW. And, it was, and the thing is, it's fucked up because he was destined to fail. NXT was not beating AEW. We said that when they launched. Yeah. NXT technically is the B show. The development show. Triple H will say it yourself. AEW, the flagship, the the dynamite, the new two hour from this new com- promotion with all its stars. Who was going to watch what live? And especially if NXT was on the delay on the on the network on Peacock now. Who I know there was some NXT fans, but most people was checking out AEW. So and this is and I I, I want to piggyback off of that because with NXT there's. I know plenty of people that never watched NXT. They're like, oh, no, nah, I only watch Raw and SmackDown. Like, I don't really watch NXT. And I'm like, well, like, NXT really is where it is. And it was always treated like the uh, the brother or sister that you sent abroad to, you know, to boarding school. And you know what? And I was just thinking, I said this before on the show. You know why? Because it was an indie type of feel. And you know, WWE does not like indie. And you know what? They don't have to. They, they tried down. it. They tried. You know what? And, and that's the thing. Vince McMahon's like, you know what? We tried your shit. 
We tried the NXT indie style. We tried to give Finn Balor the championship. And you know, that's also another thing. Vince McMahon has still not forgotten that yet. The, the He's one. still not forgetting giving Finn Balor the fucking title and just to have him released it just 24 hours because he he got injured. Well, no he, injuries. In, in, in fairness, in fairness, for almost a year with the he shoulder was, injury. But the thing is, is like, yo, and also they just had him beat Roman Reigns on that Raw leading up to SummerSlam. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure this was Triple A. Vince was like, you know what? You like this Finn Balor? I'm going to give him a shot. He's going to get the Universal title. We're going to try out a reign. Let's see it. But it was the title SummerSlam. Oh, we got to release it the next night. And then Vince is just looking at Triple H like. And that's what eventually, like, even Finn said, like, when he went back down to to NXT, he said, I was I, I was burnt out dealing with the bullshit politics on the main roster. Him coming back to NXT was it literally added some life. It was like a refreshing because it was like, you know, like he liked the system, how everything was working. And he's not the first person. I know uh, at first uh, Finn and Triple H had delayed the process of them bringing up uh, Finn. They're like, it's going to be the exact same shit. You're going to just use him. And then after that, it's kind of like a Toy Story thing. It's just like, all right, I'm done playing with you. Um, Now let me That's also because, like I said, that's not – that's also with the Triple H people, those are not Vince – Johnny oh. People Power and Bruce Pitchard, those it, are not their people. It's not their, it's not the typical. I want this big buff, big dude um on it. Like, and and it's they've clearly a flex that is like we want to go back to um training our our stars, which no and one I like that. And which honestly, yeah, I like if that's I said that before. If WWE says, you know what, we like I said, they just tried the indie shit, you know, it didn't work. Fuck it. We're going to do what we know how to do. It didn't say... Now, let's not say... I, I want to f- fix that up. It's not that it didn't work. They made it not work. They didn't give no, that they, they, much... No, they did. They did. Like, you obviously, they, didn't work, they weren't 100% behind it. So who... Exactly. And on top of that, not only that they weren't 100% on it, but kind of going back to... There was, there was many people that didn't watch the NXT product because everyone is like... You know, you have... We've met those... Hardcore WWE fanboys is like, no, nah, I don't watch NXT. I don't watch these indie stuff. I only watch WWE, and and, and those are the same ones that would be like, I don't watch AEW, um, or like AEW fans are like, I don't watch WWE. Like, it's not cool, Vince. Fuck Vince. Fuck. I'm like, no, like, let, fans also have a little bit of thing. There's been plenty of times that people are like, I don't know who this person is. Like, I don't get this character. I've never watched it unless like there's been very few people that have made that transition that they were like this person even blew up even more once they got on the main roster and the only person that i can honestly generally think out of an nxt that i would say made that transition where it was just like yo you can't deny the star power you can't deny how they how over he was with the fans who enzo Okay, but I, I think I think y'all y'all missing something. Sure. When we think about the black and um gold era, NXT, yeah. All the casualties we was talking about, right? What's in common with the casualties we talking about? Um, Finn Balor, yeah, Nakamura, um, Robert Roode. If you want to say this, then Samoan Joe. Um, they weren't WWE. No, but, but older. I'm just trying to say no, not even that. Those are guys. 
now look at all the women from NXT. When you tell the story of NXT, you're gonna look back at the good parts that succeeded in NXT and on the mm-hmm. main roster. It's the story of the woman. Yeah. Look at all the success that came out from the women. I agree with that. And that gets downplayed a lot when we talk about their it. NXT so, women has is what really I think made the WWE more. I was say, that, to that was Triple H's uh, yeah. golden pig. He gave yeah. you know, the golden cow. He gave the Vince was the woman. You got and right about that. And it's if, if it than... wasn't for that, I wouldn't even was going to even watch um WWE again before the women. When the four horsemen, when I seen them popping yeah. off, and I seen them getting magazines and ESPN Sports Illustrated, I'm like, oh, hold up. Did you did you see them while it was in NXT, or did you see them when they started being called up to? No, nah, I Smackdown? seen I, I seen them when they was in NXT. Okay. Yeah. So I Same. but but it was like right when it was making that transition to like go to WWE to the main roster. They were they were really pushed as they were really pushed as they were because it was just like you know what they they have it and if it really wasn't I, I really honestly feel the women's NXT division was really the gold the the, the bare minimum standard across professional wrestling in general. Like, nah, that's definitely true. If you look at the backbone of WWE right now, the main roster, outside of Roman, Seth Rollins, I'm talking about the dudes that came in the last 10 years, so not like... It's Randy the, it's the four horsewomen, all four of them, even with uh, the new, and Bailey. The, yeah, like the New Day and Usos. If you think about the biggest stars, you think about the women. You think about the and, four horsemen, Bianca now, you know, yeah. Oscar. You and let's throw, let's throw it out there. Let's let's be honest. There really hasn't been a woman that they've tried to really create from scratch. There, they're all women from NXT. Yeah, like the the biggest gap from let's say Trish and Lita, um, Ivory, Jack, Jacqueline. Like that was like that was that era where it really started to fade out. You had. And you still have some, you know, some still talent girls like uh, Michelle McCool, um, Layla. Like that, you had some of these girls that they had, they had that potential to still kind of like, I want to take the torch. But then that shit got fucking washed. Mm-hmm. Um, let's be honest, like women's wrestling was fucking garbage, and a lot of it was really um, when it came down to the booking. Like a lot of these ladies will tell you, like. This is not what I wanted to do. Luke, Luke like the one minute matches, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to, um, that, the knockout division in TNA. Yeah, like they killed it. Yeah, they were fucking killing it. But you had like you got a your you probably work as a valet. You know, we want to do these bra and panties matches. Girls like 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 Luna Vashon, like she's a like she was another one ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. That they they couldn't do much. Same thing even back when you had the Medusa Alondra Blaze, the the Bullicano. Like these were fucking women that they can fucking box and really do some shit. And it was it wasn't at that time. It was never really heavily focused. And it happens sometimes, you know. But now, like Triple H is like. NXT women division really set the bar. And you're Malcolm, you're absolutely right. Like I feel like that's what's kind of helped them meet. It, it's given them like that extra avenue. Even though at times it does get a little 
it gets yeah, it a little stale because it's like, yo, these are this is this is the pillar. We gotta kind of have to play around this, and obviously, it's gonna be Charlotte and Becky now and, and Becky and now. Sasha. And but like you know, Sasha is still like Sasha. She'll do her thing, but people have been kind of iffy about her. It's like. You know, she's thing. waiting for her contract to expire or run you know, out. Don't be, I, I wouldn't be surprised. We're like, what, what's up with that? Um, and Bailey's another one. They're like, we can really generally just build around Charlotte and Becky. These are these are the goats, and everyone else will try to kind of go up. But even then, it's still very limited. Like, mm-hmm. you'll still see the same the same girls that are on there. What yeah, about I, like, the other girls? About- I was like, because I've had that theory for a while. That's who I think Tony Khan is holding out the bag for. He's holding out the money for Sasha Banks. I mean, it could be. But even the case, if they took one of those women, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, they could have the big money match with Big Breaker. But who else I'm making money with over here? Nah, nah. It'll it'll be because the thing is also with AEW's women, and they show with the roster now, it's always a fucking fresh matchup. So even if they can pluck one of the four horsewomen, there's tons of matchups they can like go through and then make it fresh. And especially with the fucking second title now. So even if like one comes in and they fight for the main championship, whenever they get dethroned, they can go to the T like the TBS. And I'm pretty sure with the influx of women, there's definitely gonna be a tag team. But uh, But, but I think a lot of those women, they're YouTube stars. Hey, Let's be honest, they YouTube stars. They doing their thing on dark and stuff, you know. Shout out to them, but they, you know, Bailey and Sasha not gonna go back to the dungeon. They no. stars. And you, they would. That's and that's something that they are lacking a bit. Like there's not, there's not much depth in the there division. in the women's division. Like right now, like it's Brit J Thunder. I mean, whoever you know, got the cake. Yeah. <laughs> like Jade has been fucking killing it. Hey, last year on this pod, I said that Jade was gonna be a star. Yeah. Like, like you just you could like as she said, as she tweets out all the time, you changing your channel, you don't watch wrestling, and you just flip on TBS and you see her, you're gonna stop. Yeah. Nah, she's you an attraction. That. And that's yeah. why that's why I'm hoping wrestling. I get that's what I'm saying with WWE. I feel like they was like, you know what? There's in-ring. We tried it. Also, because the in-ring work rate shit that people want from WWE was never really going to happen because they used to run so many fucking shows. Mm-hmm. That's why they always used to say when somebody used to come in, they'd be like, yo, you need to tone it down. Like, Keith Lee! We, we've seen Keith Lee matches in, in Indies and NXT. Soon as he got to Raw, what, what changed? He got a little slower, a little more safe, less well, slow. Well, I would say that did happen when he caught COVID. That COVID scare. But the thing is, when he came back, that was like, you're not doing all of that shit. It's, um, there is a bit of a distinct style. A WWE style. Yeah, it's a WWE style, and it's really, it really comes down to the presentation, which I, I agree, and I'm, I'm honestly 100% on, to be honest. You know what's funny, though? We talked What's about up? this too, not to cut you off, Chris. The biggest match on Dynamite ever was a WWE style match. Yeah. Um, Omega Bryan at, yep. at Arthur Ashe. Yes, it was. CM Punk brings that same style yeah. in his matches. 
it's um it's the milking part like you it's really the presentation part of it and the the showmanship the ring psychology the it, ring all flows. Psychology, it all flows and don't get me wrong i'm usually big on you know i i like once like once in a while i like to see like that nice little fast pace but it's like it becomes too too spot heavy where it's cool but there's no there's not a linear story, story being, told. being told on it and it's things that some people just like you know don't do Obviously, Man, that's, like, a, that's some real shit. Cause even growing up, like watching SmackDown with um the person who may not who can't really be named, you'll you'll mm. flag in the blanks. I always remember growing up before I knew anything about the dirt sheets or shit like that. In his matches, they always highlighted how he always tried to target one of the arms for the cross face. Yeah. Oh, mm. that was every like every almost every he who must oh, not be oh, named. Oh, hold up, match. hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I got a question. What's up? Are you talking about Chris Benoit? Yeah, I, I just didn't want to get in trouble. <laughs> nah, but yeah, like every Benoit match, Taz and Cole would say every like who whoever we face, he like he's trying to target the arm, trying to target the arm for the cross, like, target the arm, and like you say, like a lot of people, there, there's not too much stories being told in the ring anymore. No, like even right. like oh, you 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 might have had like that injury from a year ago. And they're like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some chop blocks, I'm gonna do this, and you're hearing they're like, oh, he's working on that surgically repair. Like it's there's little things that it just doesn't yeah, you know, the only it person just, that does that a, a, a consistent base there, like Randy Orton. Yeah. yeah. Because he comes from he was Revolution, that Triple H, Rick Flair, and Python. You gotta you gotta like that. I feel like that's another reason why wrestling has kind of lost its flavor and both sides is like the story. You you know the good match because I know you want to talk about MJF and Punk. That has to be a match that's going to have a lot of story in it because a dog call, a dog collar match in wrestling is very story based because they can't really go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So like, and especially with those two, it's going to be a lot of talking and trash talking and hitting yeah. each other with the belt. You, like, see, you mentioned something before the episode about the promos. How, how y'all feeling about the promos? Oh no, that was Chris. That was Chris who wanted to talk about the promos. The uh, yeah. But again, they just, it, all this like really just like intertwines into this. Like, it's not. I don't know if it's just like we're we're going back to like, oh well, I remember, I remember the days. It's kind of like that. Like it's the the evolution how things are. Like you want to be able to grasp the audience by I gotta do some crazy shit. I gotta you know this is how I'm I'm gonna be able to attract the audience, and it's just like like no difference than the NBA kind of going from, like, that mid-range perimeter shooting to, like, hey, you had that big man that you know he's going to control the paint, the post. What is everybody doing? The threes. That's everyone's passing. Everybody wants to see the three ball and and the, and the dunk. But it's just like, yo, it's it's, it's like a, almost a bit of a garbage pace. You know, and I kind of want to make, like, even just, like, a distinction when we were just talking about, like, between different styles as the WWE style and as the indie there's been guys that have been able to really do like a hybrid of it. And I think we saw that during NXT, like you had a lot of these guys, like they didn't know like certain things, like where to be, where the camera is, like if you're going to do this spot, how you're able going to introduce that move and not just pull it off just like that. So like you have someone that like perfect example, uh, I've seen old, old matches between 
uh, Johnny Gargano, let's say Gargano and, and, and Ciampa. We've seen those matches. I've seen those. I've seen those guys doing their stuff in the Indies, and it's very, you know, it's very chop chop. It's very like, okay, cool, 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 move, move, move. There's nothing like just let it let it sink in. Let's like get people really invested and engaged in certain things. But you saw once like you're you know you're under the tutelage of Mr. Paul Levesque. And some of those people, they're like, yeah, you can do that. Now let's really polish this up. Let's get like a hybrid type of styling going. Yeah, like it's it, it really just comes down to like, all right, like how are we able to really polish, you know, like this up? So I can tell you, like, I love watching, I don't care, you know, people would say like they're under they're overrated or whatever. I do like watching the box wrestle. They, I do they, too. Every they, time we go out, we always get like a young buck saying, I always ask them. I, I can admit, as much as I like the Young Bucks, I could get why people hate them. It's kind of like, I, I get it. It's just, and then, you know, you'll get, they'll be called spot monkeys. And, like, they'll do it, but it's 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 still entertaining. Are they, you know, they, they've gotten a little, I feel like they have gotten a little bit better within, like, the last year or two where they are able to kind of, like, really milk a little bit of those stories. And I also do feel like with BTE, that does help a little bit with, like, the depth of how certain things kind of do happen. But, like, if you were to put them and then someone, like, have them wrestle against, like, FTR, for perfect example, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll definitely see a different type of of match. Same thing with, like, now you have the Redragon with Fish and O'Reilly. Like, they're like that, that they're going to be like that indie... NXT hybrid now they're like oh we're able to do this and a lot of this stuff is it's eventually like them working together it does help it is going to help a a whole lot and especially having like we said Punk, Brian, Jericho back there who know what good wrestling is and like the like they had people and I feel like with AEW they're trying to figure out how to mix smosh all these because they have a lot of different styles in that roster Massively. Even um, I'm not really fond. I haven't really seen him too much, but I know he put the makeup. Dan Housen. I honestly don't know what he brings to the table. I I don't I don't know. I can't. okay. I, I I've really I've he was one of those like I guess like meme characters because I've seen I've seen his like I don't, I've never really seen him wrestle, but I've seen him do stupid shit. I've seen him show up at random conventions. Somehow he ended up getting a contract. I don't know what that entails. Whether it's just going to be like, "Hey, you're here for sure." I don't. I don't know what he is. I mm-hmm. could not tell you for the life of me who he is, what he is. I can only imagine uh, someone um, like Cornette going off. I'm like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> and just and, and just like ran. Like I don't know anything about it. There hasn't been the long term. A booking apart from, you know, Mister Mister Black, mm-hmm. and then um, you know him bringing in over the injured eye from WWE, still using it into the Indies. It's still an AEW. Uh, Buddy Matthews now going into AEW. That kind of caught me completely off guard, because um, like obviously he was responsible for the eye, and. It was crazy because there was a you know last minute indie match that ended up happening at HOG, 
mm-hmm. uh, which is an indie promotion uh, based out of uh, Queens. House of Glory. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know invested and, and and sponsored by you know No Limit Master P. Putting that out there, um, but like that that match happened, and I think everyone was just like, like the pop there was was fucking insane. Because like no one was expecting this match to happen, and it wasn't they weren't really scheduled to to um, to wrestle. Someone backed out, someone couldn't make it, and they slotted this this match in, which was fucking awesome. And you know, like they play their stuff through through Twitter, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm saying. It's just kind of like there's there's still some mm-hmm. elements there, like the the long term booking. Um, and just kind of being able to milk that storyline both inside the ring and outside, like it's it's not done like nowadays. Like I think AEW is a fresh product, um, and everyone is still kind of like I'm invested. This is not WWE. We're gonna see some wild stuff, and obviously, let's give let's let's be honest. The promos are, are completely fucking different because there's no creative. There's very um, very minimal touch on that. You can kind of go about your day, your business. They'll be like, hey, uh, this is the match we're going to do. This is how we're going to book it. Here's your, if you want to be like, this is kind of what I want you to get across. Other than that, like you creating your own promo, you're doing your own thing, your own fit, your own style. And for me, for that aspect is huge. You can, you can just tell on how some of the things are, are, are going now. Mm-hmm. You know, very few people can really, you know, have that privilege in WWE to be like, hey, you can kind of just do your thing. Yeah, because it has to do the whole production. And um, I know we, we jumped before, but um, that kind of ties into like Cesaro. Yeah. Who like maybe if he had a little more freedom or like who wasn't able to like maybe stick to it, a certain script, mm. he probably would have had like a. No, I think it literally came down. I think. uh um, just kind of recalling back a Broken Skull episode when Vinnie Mac was on there. And I remember Stone Cold kind of asking him about uh, someone like Cesaro, who's an amazing talent. You got to remember, like, he was getting that pushed, kind of getting, like, that that Kofi push. Like, everyone was, like, the fans were, like, this is about time where finally he's finally going to get that match. Mm-hmm. And Vince pretty much, he said, it, like, I don't see him being a main eventer. I don't. He he I, I, verbatim. He said, "I think he's boring." See, and that's the thing that that gets it. I get that this is his company. He thinks that he's boring. Other people didn't. No, Main people didn't. And that's why I had the disconnect. I get you want to be king in charge and shit, but sometimes Vince, people tell you what they like, and we said this many times before. You can never guess what what, what turns out a hit or what people may like, especially in wrestling. Yeah. And then if you if people saying we like this 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 dude we we just we somehow we just like him we want to spend money on merch we want to go see him you have to as the businessman you have to put your personal and maybe things aside and say you know what we're gonna have to run with him for a little bit and he'll give you like a small little push anything can hinder or hinder that and I look the way I look at it is if. You really have to be completely wild where you're like, wow, like the audience really like they're the ones who are you're the, you're people's champ. Like you're really doing this. And it's like it's so strong that it's undeniable. We can we can make something happen. But in reality, at the end of the day, 
if Vince and the powers that be, if they feel like if we can't really push you to become that's the star that we want you. Or not like the slot, like the upper card top guy. Yeah. That role. It, it'll it'll fade out. Like right now, like I'm very curious, like right now with uh with Austin Fury, like he's you know, he's the the guinea. Like they're really pushing him to become that, you know, like a, a future main eventer. Yeah, give, give him a little step. And this is the thing that we I feel like that's been WWE's been missing in their TV. We said this is like seeing the growth of certain superstars. Yeah, especially the young superstars, like you. Even if you have your Roman Reigns running shit, there was should be, always be somebody underneath him that's rising while the top yeah. dog is still doing shit. But I'm I'm very I'm very curious how the the Austin Theory experience uh, happens because he was I think they they failed the booking at the Elimination Chamber. Okay, um, I get you wanted to have him be like. The last sole survivor against going up against someone like Brock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the finish as a fan, first of all, I, I don't think I've ever feared for anyone's life until that fucking F I that F I off the, the pod. Like I was like, you know, it's what? the crazy shit that gives him the kudos with like Vince and them. It gives him the kudos. <laughs> like that's the crazy shit. That's the craziest. That's a rub for bro. <laughs> like you. <laughs> Like that shit was, I was not expecting that. And I, there's been very few times that I'm like, wow, what the fuck did I just watch? And it, it was great. But I feel like as someone who you're really trying to, to kind of build up and like maybe like be booked a little bit better. I just don't think that that like for someone like Austin Theory, if that would have happened to say somewhere before the match. Like no, before, think, before, before the end of the finish, I okay. think it probably would have been okay. But I'm looking at this from a business point of where you're really trying to build this person. Have this end the way it did, and then with someone like you're really just trying to build up. I feel like it kind of like it takes a bit of a step back because now, in terms of your booking, Austin Theory, this just happens. Where do you kind of go from where? Where do you go from here, moving forward? Okay, this is over. We already knew that this that Brock was end up gonna the, the cards were there, mm-hmm. but now it's like, what do you do now? Like, I, where I, do you where do you push him? Where does he go now? I think it's different only on this stance because it, it's Brock. Brock is the one person. Yeah, well, it's Brock Lesnar. What you going to do? <laughs> now, yeah, I, I, I like theory taking that finish because that's some shit everybody who's played the video game has done countless like everybody oh, absolutely, was like absolutely always wanted somebody to f5 somebody off the fucking chamber i i just think it was it, it was a good finish yes i just think it was a jobber finish if you know what i mean no because it's like some super death right kind of it's like kind of just like using it as a reference for example the feud we we like the feud between random shitty feud with within Kevin Owens and Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Kofi and, and Goldberg. Oldberg again. Like you're giving guys like these jobber like finish where it's just like, bro, they, 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 you don't even really give them a chance. Like you didn't do you, you didn't really have them really do much to make them credible. You just really just have them lose just like that because you're but, trying to get someone over and try to really make the other person really look strong where you just that build up that you just had it was a complete waste 
but I, I look at it as like this, especially you mentioned Goldberg. Oh three SummerSlam when they did the chambers oh. and how Goldberg did Randy. Randy mm-hmm. was still in that tweenest stage, you know, they still trying to figure out, you know, Not, gonna see the signs, he's gonna be a, a, a top guy soon. You know, you gotta take this one. No, nah, and that's why I kind of like it because even though, like we said, he's young, he's not at the top card level, this also gives, like, Austin Theory a moment under his belt. Even though it was to his detriment of taking the F5, he's going to be, like, a future superstar. They can always repack it. Like, yo, you remember Austin Theory got F5 off the shit? Mm, and then the- now this is, like, some shit for maybe the eventual... I don't know if Brock Lesnar decides to retire or re-up, but... if. No. Austin Theory no. and Lesnar match. This is the perfect shit to, for the for the feud. Would, like nigga, will, you f five me off a chamber. That, that will. I don't think that will ever happen. I think it's with with Brock. Brock works with who he wants to work. But like, I look at it like this. So like, all right, the chamber was the weekend before. Mm-hmm. He was non-existent in Raw. Who so theory? He, no, like. He was literally like non-existent. Do we cool it off and then try to introduce him to, hey, how are we gonna book this? How how are we gonna book theory now? Like, what direction are we gonna go? The, I haven't seen any plans of what direction they'll take with him for for Mania. Like, are you just, are we gonna do like, hey, we're gonna do some throwaway match? We're probably, hey, we might probably have him face against that Damian Priest guy. Like, where do you go from here? This is where. You, Seeds already started. Yeah, I, feel, to, I feel like he needs well, a shining moment at Mania. I know what you mean. What it, there was rumors of a match with another McMahon until he hijacked the Royal Rumble. We even talk about that. Do, you, do y'all, y'all think that's true? Do y'all think Shane went into business for himself with the Royal Rumble or he just fell on the sword? I don't know. Like, from even, I, I don't know. Uh, from what everyone was saying, like, everyone was kind of being fed up with a lot of Shane shit that day. I heard that even Bad Bunny was fed up. Because they was just like, yo, you you changed shit so much. And he, it wasn't like he was being a tyrant, but like he was just like, hey, yo, what are you doing? I, again, like. The, I think the, I think everybody's post-reaction was hilarious. Because everybody was making it seem like this is just another guy. It's like, this is Vincent's son, man. Y'all get like, he's not going to come back. He leaves. He gets fired all the time. Shane comes and goes. And he's always gonna like Shane can come back twenty years later, and he's still gonna he's still gonna get that pop. Like everyone, it's like it's Shane McMahon. Like Shane McMahon can fucking show up at at a fucking indie. Nah, Shane, Shane McMahon got some hood love. I tell you that he yeah. not love. <laughs> Shane McMahon got some hood love. Like that's like one of the like Jeff Hardy Shane. Like you even some part of like yo fuck WWE. Like Shane McMahon, I'm like that was my nigga. <laughs> Yeah, hey, they're like, yo, <laughs> Shane, Shane has earned his stripes where, like, he's always going to get that pop. He's always going to get love. Yeah. Like, no matter what. Shane is Shane. I was just like, yo, man, you're acting like this is a regular employee, man. This is Vince's only yeah. son. He's going to be yeah, right. The thing is, we've never heard, like, this political, like, agenda from Shane McMahon before. So it was just, like, all of a sudden, like, after the Rumble, it was mm-hmm. like, yeah, he was going crazy. He you took know, the he took the booking pen and just booked them. Oh, like, what? You know what's crazy, though? After that, after the Rumble happened, there was a couple of, you know, people were talking about, you know, Shane, why would Shane do this? So then there was a story that came out about a few years ago. Remember when Shane first came back 2016 on the draft? Yeah. Well, like, the lockbox? So it was a story that Shane 
mm-hmm. has real life beef with Stephanie and Triple H. So like that promo that they was cutting on each other, like that that intertwined with what was going on. There was, the uh, I've I, I have I've heard of the, uh, the you know the rumors, the rumors, the rumors, with him and Paul Levick. Where it's just kind of like I fought with you, but like at the same time, I think when it became to like the business side of it, like Shane had his thing, he wanted to do certain ways. And it was more like you're you're being a wild card. We're trying to work as a uniform right now. I can see that though. Also, cause Shane, he's he's also when they in those meetings, he's looking at the sister and his sister's husband. Yeah. And he like you said, he's the son of Vince. And we're like, what the fuck? Like this is this is some real life succession shit going on in WWE. That's right that's now. exactly what I thought. I was like, <laughs> succession. I was like, yo, they they really knew to do or like a story on the McMahon family. I don't even want to see the wrestling part. I just want to see the behind the scenes stuff. Like it was a shoot. Yeah, like, like you know, tr- of course it was like you know that Shane is gonna appear on Dynamite the next day after and all that. Yeah, like they were just like, "Yo, we we quietly had to let him go." But like, <laughs> what was this? I think I sent y'all. It was like, um, it was somebody saying it's like, like not Tony Khan is Nick Khan or some shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, I spoke to a Khan, Tony Khan. Nah, Shane McMahon show up on AEW. That would be fucking crazy. But speaking about showing up, there is a big problem with WWE, and I'm not it's, trying to, I'm not trying to bash, uh, kick a dead horse, or just bash him over the head. I'm sorry. Can you repeat what was the beginning part of it? No, there's a there's a problem going on with WWE that a lot of people are not really like. They don't want to talk about it, or they're just trying to like override it by just saying they they make so much money on Pride Deal, so this is it's not a worry. Mm-hmm. What's the whispers? What's the whispers? WWE is having a hard time selling tickets. Um, I mean, are they? I, they I are. I want, I want to. I, I, I kind of somewhat agree to this. They're having a hard time, bro. A they, hard they, time? No, they, they, or they, no, no. no like, look at it like this. No, I'm, I'm going to bring up the New York City market, and also they put up a, a buy two, get one for WrestleMania. In the New York City market for Survivor Series, mm-hmm. that, what, two nights? Because they play Survivor Series in Raw? They had to do the same shit. Their their fucking biggest show in Madison Square Garden on December 26th, a show, no, I've ran that show for like, what, two decades, three decades now? That shit is barely sold out. Like, the thing is, with the whole releasing of talent and the maybe the staleness of the product, people are not showing up. I think there's a, com- it's also a combination of a few things. For some of those big shows, like they're still, I still kind of want to say that it's some of it still has to deal with the travel and the COVID thing. Um, but I will say that people aren't really going there. Like, for example, um, with Mania, usually they'll put out these, uh, they'll put out the packages out. And I kid you not, within like a week, two weeks, like a lot of these stuff starts. They started to fly off the shelf, like different packages. Like usually, that shit is starting to sell off, and there's like, boom, that's it. I was I was very surprised. So usually in November they start. Um, that's when you are able to purchase these tickets and the and the packages. It was um, still December and January, and they're still like, hey, packages are still available. I'm like, 
Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> like, and especially Dallas. So, you know, this is like, this is not like some bad city. Yeah. And that was like, I was like, wow, they're still doing it. And they usually, you know, they'll be like, you know, get them before they're gone. Um, I know the sales have ended because obviously, like, they need to already get all the stuff together in terms of getting um, with all these packages, especially if you're getting your stay in a hotel. Like, they need to figure that stuff out. So, there obviously is a deadline where it's a hard deadline. Like, we need to get, make sure we have all of these people, you know, accounted for and paid for so we can make the arrangements. We know what to expect in terms of uh, hotel accommodations, uh, depending on packages, like meet and greets, uh, access, all of this shit. They and like the tickets that come with it. Yeah, and then after that, all that stuff. But like, um, they, you know, they also needed extra help because normally you would go on Ticketmaster. They were selling this, like, I don't know what the deal was, but like they were using SeatGeek to, you know, to sell off their their tickets, which was uh, which was interesting. Um, I was also very surprised because like I, I decided to kind of go a little different route and not, you know, book my own trip the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, even with like Raw, I had no issues buying tickets for Raw. Oh, for the like, Monday night after the, um, the for Raw. Yeah, like there was no issues on that. And that's like uh, one of the biggest shows of the year. That Yeah, that that post-mania uh, Raw is usually, you know, lit. I'm hoping that it's a better crowd this year. Last year, it wasn't the same. Um because those fucking Euros, those Brits, like, th- that international crowd really does fucking, like, it helps. Like, yeah, they carry the show because they don't they don't really go to a Raw as, like, as yeah. often. So when they go, they're like, hey, we're going to see Raw. Like, we gonna yeah, shit gets wild, shit gets rowdy. But, and then all of a sudden, like, hey, we're starting selling stuff for SmackDown. All of a sudden, randomly, you're like, all right, so how are we going to sell this shit? Oh, we're gonna do the Hall of Fame now and just have the Undertaker show up um to do his thing. And they're basically doing SmackDown and the Hall of Fame. So it's just only one person, like the Undertaker. So it's like you're gonna show up, we're gonna sell this shit. And obviously, just it makes it's perfect total sense. Like you're in Texas, you have Undertaker, like why would you not do this? Is like almost like a guaranteed fucking layup, which it has been. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like, there's been some stuff that really hasn't been moving like that as fast as, you know, WWE would want. So there has been. Same, you were telling me the same thing of SummerSlam at Barclays. Like, there were. Yeah, no. like all the Barclays shows, like, they needed, like, I've, like, I remember for Survivor Series on Saturday night, like, tw- like 24 hours before the show, they hit me with, like, yo, buy Survivor Series, buy Raw. 40% yeah. off. And that's They're a like, big, that's a that's a big four pay-per-view. Yeah. In New York City. And that's the thing. A lot of New York fans I've seen is like, like you said, I guess it's the it's not even they don't they're not showing up. It's like make me show up. Why should I show up? Because I can tell you from my personal experience, I brought a solo ticket. What was the the mania with Daniel Bryan? 30? When they stopped at Barclays, I brought an yeah. impromptu ticket because I went to see um no, it wasn't that. It was when John Cena picked Brian for SummerSlam. I brought yeah. an impromptu ticket. I was like, fuck it, I gotta go because I had a feeling he's gonna pick Brian and the shit was gonna be lit. And he picked it and it was wild. And that's the same. There's, there's like no moments 
And that's what I say, it comes in with the staleness of the show. And that's why I hope WWE, they get this shit together because it's kind of sad. Because if you watch one show, you have watched them all. And just to add, just to, that WrestleMania 30 was, was probably one of the best manias in recent times. Mm-hmm. Apart from the day one of the PC era. <laughs> Um, because that I think that was also underrated, just like the match. No, nah, that shit, that shit got me hyped. I said that on the episode. I was like, after day one, I was ready for day two. Yeah, and the day day two was good, but that day one, day one had me lit. I was like, wow, they like, and they've said it like the guys were like, everyone really like. There's no crowd to feed off of it. Like the guys were like, we have to go hard. But it's just, and I and I do see it sometimes. Like there's not that some some guys are just not going as hard. A lot of the old timers there are clearly been out saying like there's no one, there's not very few people in that locker room that's like we need to kind of like really like push each other. Like who's really gonna grab? You know, I don't want to say it's a brass ring, but like who's really gonna grab that? And that's some some I, I've seen it sometimes in some of the performance. Like you have some good matches, but I haven't seen like a great match where like I'm gonna outdo this other person. I'm gonna do. There really there's there's been a little bit of a culture change also on that, and that does also play a big factor. Like granted, sometimes you might you know creative might give you shit, but can you remember like the last time like you had guys that's like I want to go after that spot. Like, someone who's, like, for example, I think apart from, like, someone like maybe, like, Miz, who is always craving and always ready to really push, like, I want to be on top. It's not like as before, where you had people that, and and, and and a lot of people have said it, even, you know, Mr. Mark Calloway himself is, like, I don't see that hunger um, in the locker room, like it used to be back in the days, Brock Lesnar has said this. He's like, I, you know, these guys, some of these guys are really nice, but I don't see, I don't see that hunger of like guys trying to outdo each other. And then that's also comes to the catch twenty two with WWE. Like, is the hunger there, or is it being stamped out by the environment? That is very true. And it's just like it's just different, different perspective that. You know, that some people don't decide to like look into and be like, oh, you know what? That that is right. Like everyone is everyone is cool, everyone is like, but there's not that there's, there's very few people, you know, like obviously with Seth Rollins, he's always gonna be like that guy, but there really hasn't. And if that's the case, it's just like, hey, I'm not being pushed. I'm gonna fucking make some fucking noise. Like, I want my spot, I wanna be able to do this, and not just to like Hey, I'm here to ruffle feathers. I don't, you know, like I don't want to be. I want to be here, but like I want to make my mark. What am I doing in these matches to be like? I'm gonna. This is my spot. I'm gonna steal the whole fucking show. That's very true. Some real shit. Any, any, add it on with that. Anybody that you do see, Chris, not somebody that's already so flip. Not somebody like the mid, but anybody young. Yeah, you know, pushing for that. Um, it could be guy or girl. Right now, um, I I I'll I'll definitely give it up. The new kids right now on NXT, they uh, they are getting groomed for success. But I fucking see it. 
Yeah, uh, like Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes right now. Um, he's my man is shining. Braun Breaker, like he's. Um, I, I I look at him as being kind of like what what Charlotte was when when she was coming in. That I was like, oh, you know, you're bringing into the name mm. and this and that. But reality, like they've he has take just like her, like he's taken that that challenge, that adversity, mm-hmm. and has said, fuck this, like I'm gonna fucking really take it and run with. It. Like I have not seen. Um, a bleep. I haven't seen a, a bit of a step back. I think he's executed and has only gotten better. Um, so I do really put him in within that that Charlotte Flair uh, category. Um, Carmelo Hayes again, like the kid. You know, as, he, as he says, the agent. And um, I'm still I'm still salty about it. Because I feel like this was a huge missed opportunity, and we already know WWE is, would, would play very, very minimal to like the faction. But someone like uh, Isaiah Scott, like that hit rope faction, like that was such a fucking miss. No, it was it was a triple A, so I had to go. It was a triple like yo, you really brought these guys up for two weeks, and you literally just cut it. Everybody just just like, signed, freshly signed to um AEW. Yo, with just like Scott, um, top dollar beef. Like you had the like you 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 really had like you you they just work so fucking well. Like you had if really given that opportunity, like you really could have seen like wow, like. Not only are they gonna are they gonna pop, they had the swag, they will be able to relate to today's audience, um, just like the urban community. Like you get <laughs> and I and you know, I'm not big on like, oh, we got a diversity, you know, we got a diverse, you know, inclusion and all that. I'm like, I'm not so big on I feel like you know the best person should always be taken, but like they had they they had a, a gem. Triple H knew exactly what he was like. I mean, these these are guys that I want to be able to like really do something. And it was such like they they had the look, they had everything. You had the right people. Like it was just it was. And I was talking to one of my boys about this. Like it was it, it was such a fucking miss. Like you guys you dropped the ball. Same thing with Cesaro. Like. You really dropped the ball on like this faction that really could have done something. Could have made some money. Done, they could have made some money. I I I'm looking at I, them. I don't, I don't think they dropped the ball with Cesaro. No, it was just more. It was literally a a, a decision where we're like, yo, he, we we don't we don't want to invest our time in him. Like yeah, we think I, he's boring. I um, think that he he was where he was in WWE. And, and it was the key he, point. He got was, placed there. He got placed there. The, the key point was <laughs> last year. Last year he had Seth Rollins for Mania, right? His biggest moment. He won. Yeah. He had the big few with Seth. He was all happy. The next few was next Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. You see, night and day, he's just not that guy. He's not him. He might be him in AEW somewhere else. He's not gonna be him. WWE. I can see him doing really well in Impact or maybe whatever Ring of Honor, whatever that I would. There's so there's two promotions that 
everyone's like, oh, go to AEW. I was like, nah. no, like people he's... need to stop this. Like, I, I think he would shine. In... I feel like he's a super big fish. If like a like a super big fish and like maybe not like a small pond, but you know what I mean. Like right. he'll look so well. He'll look very good if he can like go to maybe like one of these other territories and do some uh, work there. I think he would be big in impact. I yeah. think he will also be big because I um with New Japan strong like they're you know they they have the little U.S. based out in Cal. Like I think he would be huge. You know we're gonna go you know strip off Cesaro. Let's go back to little Mister uh, Claudio Castanogli. Like mm-hmm. there's just like I I I think it's it's a good move and obviously the writings on the was already on the wall like. It was it, it, it. I think it was a miss, but it wasn't. It was more like, "Hey, I love you, but I'm not in love with you." I, that's, I, that's, that, that's how I kind of like look at it. And I think he's. I he will definitely be huge somewhere else. I would like to see him impact. Like I said, impact or whatever. Like cooking up and yeah, I still think or like, he could be on a, a wrestling show that. That has a TV deal, so impact would be good. Yeah, but yeah, no AEW because I feel like they already have too much. Because if he goes to AEW, he's gonna be in the same spot where he's gonna be now because he's not gonna get the main event push, and he's not gonna be. He's gonna get treated like a big. But also, there's a lot of people over there, and a lot of people that's still coming. It's crazy shit. It don't make it don't make sense. Everybody's like, oh, go to AEW is the best company. It's just like, yeah, but you gotta understand, there's also people that are already bitching. They're like, yo, we're not getting the TV time. Yo, Jay Lee threw son a few months ago, and it, made, it was a big thing. Where he at now? He on YouTube. Whoa, but Leo Rush, he gone. Nah, I, th- I think the Jay Lee, I think he was signed with that in mind because he's he's getting up there in age. Jay Lee think... has been doing other stuff, especially with New Japan in their in their New Japan um, strong product. Like he's been doing some stuff. Like I saw him on an HOG uh, promotion. Um, a couple of weeks back. So a lot of people have been saying, like, oh, but what have they been doing with a Jay Leaf? I, I believe he's going to be, I believe, in uh, Revolution. But Jay Leaf has also been doing some other stuff outside. Of wrestling? Of wrestling, kind of letting him do his own thing. He's, like, obviously, he's not, like, super exclusive. So what he has been, it's just people have just been focused, like, oh, but what have they, they haven't been doing or showcasing him enough, you know, on Dynamite. Nah, like I said, I think Jay Lethal, he, like you said, I didn't know he had other ventures. So I think that's why, like you said, if he can get paid a wrestling contract and do some other shit that he feels like is better for him at this time, then I'm sure he's loving it. Yeah. Well, he's 36 years old. He probably got like another two or three years left. No, nah, hell no. I think he's still got I, six. I, I think he's, yeah, I would say he still has like another good six, seven years left in him. I, he's still got plenty in the tank. Um, and also, Tony Khan signing black people to shut the ha- shut people up. Like we've also got to keep it hundred. <laughs> I think we we did have a conversation about that in some of our other episodes, and people were like, "Oh, um, Tony Khan is only prom- promoting white wrestlers, and there's like no black wrestlers." It's like, let's be honest. Like, you want to look at some of you know minorities. You want to look at some of like the the black wrestlers they had there. There's no one who has that star power yet. I know they're they're trying to yet. 
And like yeah. we said, Keith yeah. Lee just and that that and that's another person that Tony. I was gonna say Tony Khan knew what he was doing. He knew when he signed Keith Lee. Now he has really for the first time in all elite wrestling's history a black wrestler that he can put on the upper mid card. Exactly. Like they're trying to still kind of even though I think he's a little bit more later on the curve, but they they're they're trying to they're trying to build Scorpio Sky into a little bit of a you know like, like a good little, hand, good hand, someone just like completely solid. But it's not who they. But have. he he was not he was not no star. Scorpio Sky. Was no, not he's no Lee level. No, not not at all. But like it's more like Scorpio Sky is just starting to kind of like now that he's a little bit more of like a singles guy. He's he's building his brand. There's still long ways to go. Will he get there? That's up to him. You know, that's up to you, the powers that be. But they didn't have anyone like. I just don't understand. Like it became a racial thing. And I'm like, you weren't complaining when they were getting guys like Jericho, when they were getting uh, um, uh, Kenny Omega, Jericho, Harvey Allen. They don't count though. Those are yeah, but you know, because I think like black, I think I don't know, like a few months ago, black wrestling just became really like a like a linchpin, and then it didn't help that fucking WWE was giving Big E a fucking title run that they wasn't really 100% behind them themselves. They just wanted to do it to pop a, a rating and get them a, uh, an accomplishment. But and then that's... You had, had Bobby Lashley as the champion before that. No, yeah. it, nah, that whole AEW Black thing didn't really take off until Big E won the title. Because then it was like, look, you see... I mean, they e? was compl- nah, people was complaining about that beforehand. People yeah, but it was that. just like, why... It, it, it became one of those, why is it becoming a thing? Like, it, you either got it, you not, you there, or you not. Like, there's like, stop pushing people that are not there just to satisfy people. Like, no, like, don't tell me like, oh, we need to put a black person, you know, as a champion. Who? Yeah. Like, just to satisfy, just to say, oh, well, we want to be able to to cross that that line. Like, guys, who? Yeah, because that that's how you end up hurting your company. You hurt. You it. put up some somebody that's not ready. Like let's 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 look at top black wrestlers that are, we have going on right now, out like in general that you can kind of think of other promotions. I mean, in Jonathan general. Gresham. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I feel like that's like the next big star and um dude that's killing mm-hmm. on indies. I like his gimmick of well, Darius Gresh- Lockhart. Well, Gresham has been like he's he's been around in the scene, but like let's talk about like a top. Someone that you can really, really see as being like that top person, Keith Lee. That, uh, yeah. Who else? I mean, they have Hobbs. They have Starks. Um, I think he means like right now, like or right now, like, the future. like right, like right now, or in the future. Like solidly thinking, like can this person be the ambassador, the face of my company? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely Hobbs, and even on um, the acclaim. I love the acclaim. Oh, I fucks with the acclaim. I feel like I don't. I think because maybe the. But I feel like if they get they that's a that's a person. Maybe if they don't get a push in the next year, maybe I start bitching. Um. Well, no, they they they're getting the the fucking TV time. Like, there's you 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 got everything there. You have that. You you have diversity upon diversity. You know, with the acclaim. And then even with the TBS championship, when they fucking they unveiled that title, we all said it. That was fucking Jade Cargill's title right off the belt. <laughs> no pun intended. They're like, oh, be... that that belt was made for Jade Cargill. 
That shit, that belt looked better than the woman's belt. Because yeah. Jay Cargill was designing this year. I mean, the TBS right there. I'm going to need that little blue streak. They had, they had, they had the Jade blue... and um, Britt belts next to each other. I was like, you wouldn't tell a different... You, like, if you didn't watch wrestling and you said who was the bigger champ, you would definitely... Yeah, that, that, they AEW World's title, that Women's Championship, that shit does need some work. You, you ain't lying about that. <laughs> that shit, like, some shit. You know when you play the, like, the little machine, they give you a little toy? Yeah, my baby Britt Baker trying the best she can, but I wish... Honestly, I wish she had, like, a better title to... To, to prounce around with might might not have that title for too long. Yeah, that's all right. It's all right because then we going after the TBS. Now, <laughs> but now she she had a great reign, like Britt Baker, and she can't stay at the top forever. And this is what we said, yeah. like this is how you make stars. Like then now we don't know if they're gonna book her, but if Thunder Rosa gets the title, I'm looking forward to a Thunder Rosa reign. But it's like at the same time, it's kind of like. Is it just gonna be? Hey, I'll, I'll drop the title just so I can start a new program and get the title back. Like, I hope. Yeah. I hope one thing with AW because we we've kind. Of, I feel like because we kind of seen it with the men's championship so far, even with the women's championship. If you lose a title, you kind of go away for a little bit, or you or you rest up. You rest up, or you know we're gonna go back in there and like. I want I want my shit back. Because even though I love Bear Breaker, if she does drop the title to um Thunder Rosa, I hope she takes maybe like a month or two off. And the thing is, she will the, the TV will not will not be ruined. Because mm-hmm. they has because then look now other people now there's another spot. This is the shit with wrestling. You either make it or you break it. Mm-hmm. This is your opportunity, like football. Next man up. Britt Breaker's taking some time off. So, look, there's a spot open. Who wants it? Come on, this is wrestling. Who wants Like you just said, who's hungry? Who wants it? Say who, who, who wants that bot? But, yeah, Revolution is looking lit. Um, Want to wrap up, guys? It's been a great episode. Yeah. First day back. Um, Any last, last bits? I mean, I just I'm just very curious enough when Veer Mahan is coming. <laughs> I mean, let's I, I, so this is how I'm looking at it. It's you know like crazy shit. What if somebody if somebody put down a bet, not to be some fucked up individual, but if somebody had put a bet that we was gonna get World War Three before Veer, it would yeah. <laughs> somebody said that they should just like never debut Veer and then the next time we see him, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yo. It's I I don't know. It's kind of like what's gonna come first, Tony Khan's big announcement that that's been lingering around for the last two months, or Veer Mahan. I feel like that's like a serious poll right now, because Tony Khan has been talking about like everyone's like, oh, it's it's just a big announcement. It's like, nah, this isn't it. Then you're hearing stories that apparently AEW legal has made Tony Khan sign uh, a non-disclosure. Um. Because he can't pronounce this because it's it's too big and the time yet hasn't come, but that it, it's gonna come soon. They're talking about these big announcements. Like, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know what that is? That's some carny shit. I kinda like it. It is, but just like yo, like, <laughs> everyone thought like, oh, Keith Leak showed up, oh Buddy Murphy, who else showed up? And I'm like, oh, is this like is this like the big announcement? It was just like, nah, it didn't do it. He was supposed to show up, Tony Khan was supposed to show up 
a few weeks ago on TV. With the big to, announcement. To, with the big announcement. That you shit know, no, you know, happened. Yo, Chris, you know you know who's a free agent now in WWE, right? Who? Who? had his last match. Ain't nobody. Nah, nah. I heard. Uh, I heard about that. And that's then, the then, announcement. That's nah, you know that that shit that shit will go over well and like impact, but I don't think no AEW fan want to see some Dan Goldberg. Yeah, all right. Oh. All right. When, I'm like, when, when Tony Khan see that TV rating the next morning, he's gonna say otherwise. Right. Nah, I, I get I, it though. But who who would you match him up with, bro? You don't gotta have a match. You be a mentor or something. The fuck out Man, of here. That's wasting money. That's wasting money. <laughs> the, 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 the ratings gonna say otherwise. That, he, he, you he gonna you gonna pay you gonna pay a dude for advisory experience on working nah. a match who can't work? Even Chris I mean, said it himself. He, he can't could have never three, he could have his little three minute matches. No, oh, we, we don't we I've seen enough of that shit. <laughs> See? Right. I will personally I will personally call Shahid Khan Tony Khan's dad and be like, you need to cut your son off. Nice. Like yeah. I, I would like honestly, if if Goldberg was to come back and, and the opponent made sense for AEW, like I, I would like to see like an Omega match. Yo, no, just, yo, just give him the money that he's gonna give Cody. That's it. He's not like it's a waste of time and money. What are you gonna? I'm give just me? saying, what, Goldberg what and Sting. Said. Are you gonna give me Goldberg and Sting? <laughs> no, 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 man. Yo, yo, they want to trade Goldberg, <laughs> Cody. It's the trade. He said Goldberg and Sting. It's that's like nineteen ninety-eight. Yo, that's weird. gonna be five million. Five million on Dynamite. Goldberg yeah. and Sting on TNT two decades later. It's gonna do. It's gonna do more ratings than Raw and SmackDown combined. Somebody's like, yo, Goldberg and Sting. They were like, where my TV got at? Nope. <laughs> but um, nope. nah, shit, shit's been going good. I was telling Mike before we got on the show. Um, I've been in a good spot lately just a lot of shit moving um i want to give a shout out just um recently working with um this artist on his for a creator for his team big um big certified we had a video release party during all-star weekend last week we got some things moving so check us out um um i definitely want to um give a little shout out to also chris jericho who seems to be shredding down the uh, the dad bob? Yeah, you know, not you know what like that means. Mom no more? You know what that means. He getting ready for that Connecticut return. <laughs> He's. I'm like, yo, you were looking quite buzzy. I'm like, oh, you you leaning out. I remember it was there was a there was a, a joke going around. Try to make sure Kevin Dunn catch the mangles. That uh, apparently Jericho <laughs> got some ab implants. He got the Drake. They were saying that he did that. Um, some people were saying that he got like he got some lipo, especially in the ab area, mm-hmm. so that way it creates. I'm like, yo, people just start speculating shit, but I'm like, you know what? I can see it. Jericho was Jericho was, you know, because he's also a rocker, and a rocket rockers have like that shit when they get a little older, like yeah. those body modifications. Yeah. The funniest, one of the funniest days on Twitter is when NBA Twitter ran into Chris Jericho and they seen his body. And they called him a baby mother. <laughs> they're not lying though, because they grew up on like Y2J Jericho. And they're like, what the fuck? It's like, uh... like, come on. Even even Chris Jericho got hood love. We could throw him in the tier list of wrestlers that got hood love. Break the walls down. I mean, we'll see. I'm. I'm, I'm... 
still being hopeful. We'll see what happens, especially uh, come Mania time. What ends up happening with Cody? Mm-hmm. Will he show up? Will he not Will show he? up? Is it going to be pushed back? Who's he going like, to Who's does, gonna does he come back to Tony Khan? Does Cooler Heads prevail? What you know? Is he's a, is is he going to answer the bell with uh you know Edge's open challenge? Yeah, I seen that. I seen that promo. Edge. And I saw, it and I was just like, hmm, could this be a, a, a possible setup? Hey, right, I last like... question. Last question. Okay. If Cody did come back for Mania, who would you want him to face? I, in a perfect world, yeah, Triple H. <laughs> Triple H not even gonna be in Dallas. No, it's, no, I, no. <laughs> I'm saying in a perfect world. All right. I'm like, he'll be watching that shit almost so, like so, us. So, so like Triple, H without no, Triple H without no health, he's he's clean, clean. clean like if, if there was like no health issues, Triple H should should have should be that person. Because you gotta remember, they were throwing jabs at each other. It was friendly jabs. Yeah. You know, we all know Cody, destroyed. We all know Cody is um Triple H Jr. You know, Cody, you know, destroying the yeah the, facts like some throne. Thanos shit. He was like, "You had to leave WWE to try to be me, and look what that happens right in front of me." Like some some Thanos shit. Like it really, he really did mirror him. It's just like I'm doing the wrestling thing and I'm doing the behind the stage thing. And Cody was just like, "Oh, I can do both and still be a full time wrestler and still like they were throwing shots at each other." And I feel like, and I have a TV show. Yeah, and TV, I, TV shows. I, <laughs> in, a, in a perfect world, I think a good build up to that. I th- I, I would have thought this would probably this should have been probably the perfect uh, forbidden door entrance. Like before anything would have happened, I'm like this would have been. Oh, if the news had hasn't had wasn't leaked or like yeah yeah, yeah that, that, that shit would have been big, bro. You know, like talking about it and this and Triple H was still healthy. I'm like. This would have been, this would have been the big jaw dropper because now it's like you really have someone that's kind of like, they're very tailored to their their own ways. They're they do very similar things. It's like I'm basically you know, and I have this, and it's just like, well, I created my own company. You know, I went out, I created success. I'm still wrestling. Like the jabs back and forth and the promos would have been really good and i think that the story that would have been told inside the ring with the build-up would have been like that's gonna draw this is what's going to put asses in the seats so that so with uh obviously we know triple h and iron best health who who would be the alternative i mean I'm, i'll be cool if this does happen with someone like like edge um I think top three, I would probably go Edge, Rollins, or Randy Orton. Mm. Yeah, that's probably my three, too. I'll flip maybe Edge and... I feel like, for me personally, Rollins would be my number one. Mm. Because Rollins, even past kayfabe... Like we always said, when he was sending out tweets to like indie wrestlers, he seems like he's carrying that WWE flag. For real, for real. Mm. Because they paid the checks and they they got him his wife, they got him his family, so he's a WWE guy. So and you have and he's baby Triple H as well. Yeah. So when you have like the new guy that tried to be competition come back to your company, you put him up with the hitter. Yeah, because like there's no up and especially because Rollins can talk, and I'm pretty sure Vince is gonna be like, hey, look, if you want to say some crazy shit about AEW, I I let it slide. I won't tell nobody, but I I I let you slide, bro. 
I mean, they've taken, they've clearly have taken, you know, clear shots. Um, but I do believe, like, it was, yeah, but it was, now that Cody's in the ring and now he's going to have to, like, take it. Because obviously they're going to have to, like, lay yo, Cody, you in the ring, you know, you're going to have to talk about your company. But yeah, you know, it's okay. It's all right. And he doesn't even have to, to be honest. He doesn't even have to wrestle. Like, they can, it could be a straight swerve, but if you were to be like, he's going to show up at Mania mm-hmm. secretly, like, not even like, hey, the music hits, do a run in where you don't know. I'll pop the- if Cody come through with tickets. Mm. <laughs> I'll pop. <laughs> That's what we also need in wrestling. We need more wrestlers buying tickets to the like, shows. Yeah, like, I, remember, I remember there was the, uh, the talk when uh, this was way before AEW was a thing, but when you had Cody, the Bucks, um, Flip Gordon, uh, Kenny Omega, when they did this whole uh, Invade Raw, mm-hmm. that would have been hilarious. And I remember like they, they were doing a signing, and this was in Ontario, California, they were doing a signing at the mall, and it was just like, oh, WWE's in town. Like, let's they, – they try to do, like, the like with DX and the invasion. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys, uh, you know, remember them doing that, but they also – they they did they, – it's on an episode of, like, BTE. This was, like, a real thing. They're outside of there, and instead of showing up with, like, you know, the tank, they came up with this crazy-ass um, – whatchamacallit? Uh, it's, like, an SUV limousine. And they were not the only ones. Like they had, I believe, was like two to three thousand people that showed up last minute at the mall for this signing, and they dragged, them, they dragged them over to the to the front of the show. They closed the gates, and like this was like so hilarious. And a lot of people were like, um, "Yo, we should just buy tickets." Fans were offering them their tickets, and uh, you know, through the grapevines, they were told like, "If these people show up, do not let them in." Regardless whether they have a ticket, so they try to put a stop to that. But that would have that would have been the most amazing thing ever. Oh, that would have been crazy. But um, I gotta head out because I gotta head to the city in a little bit. God. Oh shit! Yeah, good episode, y'all. Episode 44, 54. We back. We back in these wrestling streets. The streets are hot. The streets are definitely hot. So we'll keep in tune, y'all. I'll be back for episode five five. Keep a lot. Catch y'all. We'll be back with the white chocolate episode.